This is Bigger Pockets Daily, where I read evergreen articles on real estate investing so you can still learn while you're on the go. If you just found the show on this Wednesday, welcome. And please tap the subscribe button so you'll get these automatically delivered to you every day, including weekends. This show is sponsored by Airbnb. Did you know that a long time ago, before I ever started my real estate business, I turned one of my first primary residences into an Airbnb? And that's the extra income that I needed from Airbnb that gave me the confidence to go out and work for myself and eventually quit my nine to five job. And now I have dozens of Airbnbs all over the country. I've even partnered up with the old David Green on a recent property in Scottsdale to take our portfolio to the next level. And of course, we host it on Airbnb. But you don't need to be a full-time real estate investor to start on Airbnb. As a matter of fact, I was self-managing 10 properties while working my 9-to-5 job, so I know anybody can do it. Think about it this way. You're looking for extra income and going on a vacation. Wouldn't it be great to rent out your space and let your property pay for itself while you're gone? I did this one time. I pitched my wife and my roommate because we were house hacking on the idea of renting out our home, and it paid for all of our expenses on a trip to Mexico City. So go and give it a try. It might just change your life just like it did mine. And I really do mean that. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. You're trying to close on your next rental, so why is your insurance company dragging its feet? With long lead times and never-ending paper forms, it's no wonder it takes forever to finally get a policy. Modern investors deserve better. They deserve Steadily.com. At Steadily.com, you'll get fast, affordable landlord insurance available online 24-7 in just a few clicks. You can even get next-day coverage, which takes just minutes, by the way, to obtain. And you can do it all from your phone. Steadily was founded by landlords who created insurance products tailored to the unique needs of this industry. It's their sole focus, and that's why landlords nationwide consistently rate them 4.8 out of 5 stars. So whether you've got a single family, short-term, or multifamily portfolio, Steadily.com can secure the best coverage at the best price to protect your properties. Discover how Steadily can save you both time and money on your rental property insurance. Visit Steadily.com for a commitment-free quote tailored to your needs today. Meet RentApp, the seamless, secure, free way to collect rent. Built by a team of fintech veterans behind Square and Cash App, RentApp uses ACH bank transfers to deposit funds directly into your account. You don't even need to download anything. RentApp setup is straightforward for renters, and there are no apps for landlords to download. Both get peace of mind with a digital transaction history. That means no more lost checks, managing a dozen different payment apps, or even wondering whether payment was sent. Landlords say RentApp is the most convenient way to collect rent, and we think you'll agree. RentApp, the free and easy way to collect rent. Learn more at rent.app landlord. That's rent.app landlord. Avoid paying unnecessary fees by lowering your closing costs. Here's how. By Anam Yoon. The hardest part's over. Because you've found the perfect house. Now you have to go through negotiations to buy the house and determine your closing costs. Closing costs are expenses in the home buying process that typically equal 2% to 5% of your loan's value, which can make them very pricey if you're buying an expensive property. Borrowers might be able to reduce closing costs with the right negotiation tactics. Wondering how to lower closing costs? Here are several tips to try before you sign off on your purchase. What are closing costs? Closing costs are fees that occur when finalizing a real estate transaction on the sale or purchase of a house. Once the property is transferred into your name, these fees are due. 
Both home buyers and sellers pay closing costs, but it varies who pays which closing costs and how much they pay. A home loan amount, a property's location, and a home buyer's credit score are some of the factors determining closing costs. Some state laws also require professional services that increase a transaction's closing costs. Many closing costs are negotiable among home buyers, sellers, and mortgage lenders. If you're buying a property, it's crucial to research and shop around for home loans before choosing a lender. Can closing costs be negotiated? There is some negotiation possible, and the following includes ways to possibly lower your closing costs. Did you review your loan estimate form? Before you close on your home, your chosen lender will provide you with a contract covering all the details of the agreement. In it, you'll find information such as your monthly payment amount and interest rate, as well as the percentage owed for closing costs. Remember that things like a low credit score can contribute to a higher interest rate, so try to have more than the minimum credit score. In reviewing these numbers, you might find that your closing costs are higher than what you're willing to pay. Don't hesitate to shop around at other banks and lenders, which might offer you a better deal, including lower closing costs. Did you research lender fees? Double-check the lender fees you have to pay to obtain your loan, as you can sometimes save money here too. Your lender will charge an origination fee. You probably can't get out of paying this, but your loan agreement could contain other negotiable fees. There's no harm in asking your lender about these. This is an area in which it would help to have other loan possibilities for reference. If your chosen lender tax on more fees, show them your options and negotiate a lower rate or move on to a new lender. Do you know what you're paying for? It's vital to understand closing costs before you go into negotiations. Of course, you have your responsibilities as the buyer. You must pay the application fee, attorney fees, credit report fees, and more. But you should also know what the seller should cover on their end of the deal. For example, they should contribute to the closing costs, especially when the market is working in the buyer's favor. To that end, the seller should also cover the real estate agent commissions. Can you add the closing costs to your mortgage? You can lower or avoid paying closing costs up front by folding them into your mortgage. Some lenders will be open to this option, wherein they pay the closing costs for you up front and then tack that price into your home loan. This will save you cash in the short term, but you will end up paying more for your closing costs over time since your loan repayments will come with added interest. Did you look for financial aid? First-time homebuyers might be able to get a bit of financial relief when they purchase a property. Many grants can help lower the costs of the home buying process to encourage more people to get into the real estate market. For instance, if you choose a Fannie Mae loan to buy one of their foreclosed properties, you might be eligible for closing costs as low as 3%. There are also loan programs for those who have, for example, poor credit history, a low down payment, or veteran status. Thank you for your service, by the way. Local governments or nonprofit organizations may also provide grants for the home buying process. These programs mostly favor first-time home buyers, and they help cover your down payment and or closing costs. Did you research vendors? As soon as you get your loan, skip to the part where it describes the vendors who can help you through the closing process. Sometimes the people selected by your bank will charge more than ones you can find yourself. 
Do your due diligence to ensure you have the least expensive vendors possible. You can ask your lender for other potential vendors they might not have listed on the loan. This research could save you hundreds of dollars in closing costs. How to lower closing costs. When figuring out how to lower closing costs, it's most important to understand where you can save money. Even though each real estate deal is different, there are typical closing costs that home buyers can expect. Application fee. Before applying for a mortgage, ask your lender if they charge an application fee. If so, make sure you understand what it covers. Application fees are sometimes negotiable, but you might need leverage in your negotiations. That's why it's essential to shop around and know what other lenders charge for an application fee. Appraisal. In most deals, you'll need to pay an appraisal company to assess the property's fair market value. Sometimes, though, you won't have to pay this fee, so be sure to discuss with your lender. Association dues. If you're buying a property in a homeowner's or condo association, you may have to pay your annual association dues at closing. The buyer and seller can split this cost, and you may owe only a prorated amount of the association's annual dues if you buy a property partway through the year. Attorney fees. Some states require lawyers to review a real estate transaction's closing documents. If so, both the buyer and seller have their own legal representation. Courier fee. Your lender may use a courier to deliver documents required to close a deal. Doing so can expedite finalizing the transaction, but you may pay for this courier fee as a result. Credit report fee. Your mortgage lender will run a tri-merge credit report. The reports are your credit scores and history from the three major credit bureaus. Depending on the lender, you may not get charged for this, but you'll have to ask. Discount points. These points represent money you pay your lender at closing to receive a lower mortgage rate. One discount point equals 1% of your home loan amount in exchange for dropping your interest rate by 25%. For example, if you pay your lender $1,000 on a $100,000 mortgage loan, your 4% interest rate drops to 3.75%. It's important to have a conversation with your lender about what your options are with these points, especially since points are not required. Using points makes sense on paper, but paying more upfront may not work for everyone. For those who don't plan to live in their home long-term or are likely to refinance, this isn't the best option. Escrow deposit and fee. Many lenders require you to have an escrow account for your expected property taxes and homeowner's insurance premium. Your lender makes your insurance and tax payments for you using the money you deposit into your escrow account. If you're required to set up an escrow account, a title company, escrow company, or a lawyer will manage the process. They'll charge a fee for doing so. Often, home buyers and sellers agree to split this cost. You can ask about these costs up front to make sure they fit within your budget. Pro tip? It's always a good tip to confirm with your city or county that your taxes have actually been paid. Flood hazard determination fee. The U.S. government requires a flood risk assessment for all real estate transactions. A third party handles the evaluation, and they'll charge you a fee for their service. You'll have to pay for flood insurance if they determine your property is in a flood zone. Be sure to keep this possible expense in mind when choosing a property. Homeowner's insurance. Homeowner's insurance is usually not required by law, yet most lenders require it. 
It is a good idea to have it in case of damage to the property, and you'll usually pay your first year's insurance premium at closing. Mortgage Broker Fee You can hire a mortgage broker to help you find mortgage loans. If you do, they'll charge you a commission based on the percentage of your loan amount. This is usually between 0.5% and 2.75% of the property's purchase price. To save money, you could look for loans yourself. Origination Fee Most lenders charge a loan origination fee when processing your home loan application, which is usually 1% of your loan amount. Not all lenders charge an origination fee, however, so, again, it's essential to research different mortgage lenders. Private Mortgage Insurance, PMI Lenders usually require you to carry private mortgage insurance if your down payment is less than 20% of your home loan amount. The PMI covers you if you miss a mortgage payment. Lenders have varying PMI percentages, but they usually range from 0.5% to 2.3% of your loan amount. There are four ways to pay for your PMI premiums. Up front, you pay the entire cost of your PMI at closing. Split. You pay part of your PMI costs up front, and your lender folds the balance into your monthly mortgage payment. Monthly. You pay nothing on your PMI at closing, and your lender adds your entire PMI balance to your monthly mortgage payment. Lender paid. Your mortgage lender covers your PMI costs in exchange for raising your interest rate. This method can save you money at closing, but cost you more over time. Recording fees. Local governments require a copy of your title before it will recognize you as the property's legal owner. Your title company usually handles this transaction, and they'll charge you a fee for that service. However, that's not always the case, so be sure to ask. Title Search Fee Before you can purchase a property, someone must verify its ownership. A title company handles this process, ensuring no one else can claim the property after you purchase it. The company charges a fee for this service, and it often comes hand-in-hand with title insurance, which protects the buyer from future claims against the property. This fee varies by location and property. It ranges from $200 to $1,000. You can save money by searching for a title company within your budget. Overall, to save money, you should compare lenders and their fees to make sure you're getting the best possible deal. You'll see these fees on a document called a Closing Disclosure. These are the different costs to consider when buying a home. You made it through another episode of Bigger Pockets Daily. Did you learn something new? If you still have questions about this subject, jump onto the forums at biggerpockets.com/forum. It's like being at a 24/7 networking event without the business cards and awkward small talk. Otherwise, you know the drill. We'll have another episode waiting for you in the morning.